Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Ever wonder if special diets like vegetarianism is for you? Or are you worried that you might not get enough protein in your diet to stay healthy? Well, we've got Dr. William Harris, who is one of the founders of the Vegetarian Society, in addition to Lorraine Sakaguchi, current president in the studio. And we're going to be talking about healthy food choices and how you can eat a certain type of diet and in doing so, reduce your risks for heart attacks, strokes, and more. We'll be taking your calls anytime throughout the show at 941-3689 on Oahu or toll-free from our neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Lorraine, Dr. Bill, welcome to The Body Show. Thank you very much, Kathleen. Thanks for having us. Happy to have you here. You know, I went to a conference maybe about six weeks ago or so. We had Zoe Weil, who was on, talking about the More Good, Less Harm conference. And from that conference, I met some folks at the Vegetarian Society and said, you know, there's a lot of people who want to know more about either being a vegetarian or what that means, what's a vegan, what's an ovo, lacto, whatever that is, um, what is a pescatarian, all these different sources of information about different types of diets. And I thought we have to talk about it on the show. So I wanted to start first with you, Dr. Harris. You wrote a book a while back, The Scientific Basis for Vegetarianism. And I'd like to know how long have you been a vegetarian and what made you look into some of the science about keeping your diet more on the plant variety and also talk a little bit about some of these other diets that I mentioned and probably didn't pronounce completely correctly. Dr. Harris? Okay. Well, I became a vegetarian in 1950. And in 1964, just as I finished my internship at San Diego County Hospital, I became a vegan. A vegan is a strict vegetarian who uses no animal food at all. So no butter, no eggs, no cheese. Nothing that came from No an chocolate. No honey. Well, you know, chocolate is where you lost me, I'll tell you. But okay, uh, okay. no butter, cheese, no, honey, no. okay. No, I didn't say anything about chocolate. Uh, <laughs> well, the good kind, okay. <laughs> uh, the good kind is plain cacao or what cacao? is it? Cacao. Cacao, okay. yeah. yeah. So there's hope and for me. Can, All right, good. Yeah, you can still eat your chocolate. It's just I can eat chocolate. my chocolate and enjoy it too. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you did that back in 1950. You said 64. You finished doing your residency training. And what made you start to look at the scientific basis behind it? Uh, 35 years of taking care of sick meat eaters as a physician. So you saw people who had medical concerns. Yeah. What sort of what sort of problems were you seeing that you attributed to eating a lot of the meat? What what was it that made you say, you know, there's something behind what I'm thinking here? Well, the number one killer in the country is cardiovascular disease, which includes both heart attra- heart attacks and strokes. And then, it's still the number one killer. Say again? It's still the number one killer yeah, in the United States. Yeah, it is. It's strange that after all this uh, effort, we still have the same killer around. And then diabetes is another major problem. And you can you can probably blame just about every illness known to humanity by uh, on the basis of uh, using the wrong food. 
Okay. Now, when we talk about different types of illnesses, a lot of people know that certain things that are available in plants and vegetables might be healthier for you than other sources of protein that some people look at. Uh, Lorraine, tell me about, you're the president of the Vegetarian Society. Yes. Who, who makes up your members? I mean, how, and how do they feel about some of the issues regarding, are they making the choice based on medical reasons? Or are they making it based on other reasons? What's behind some of your members deciding to become a vegetarian? Is it the health topics Dr. Harris mentioned? Well, the mission of the Vegetarian Society of Hawaii is to promote human health, animal rights, and protection of the environment by means of vegetarian education. We are an outreach group. We're not uh, just all people who are vegetarians or vegans. We are a, a diverse group and uh, people interested in all, as- all those aspects of eating a plant-based diet. So we welcome people who are vegans, who are vegetarians, lacto, ovo, whatever, um, although we prefer that, you know, that they follow a strict vegan diet, we certainly welcome um, everybody who has an interest in this and, uh, and those who are not yet vegetarian. We have hundreds of members who are not yet vegetarian but who are um, interested in eating a better diet for all the three reasons that I've just mentioned. So now you mentioned the lacto-ovo. What in particular are those sorts of diets? You know, because vegetarian would be eating just vegetables but not eating animal sources of protein. So we're talking no red meat, no chicken, no pork, um, those sorts of things, no fish, no shrimp. So that is a very particular type of a diet. What are some of the variations on that? Well, a lot of people... uh, try to avoid certain types of meat, and then they'll embrace eating uh, other uh, sources of animal protein, such as uh, the eggs, which is oval, or lacto um, milk, because they feel that uh, at least they're not uh, directly killing an animal in, um, when they eat that. So they have a certain source. So ovo or lacto refers to milk or eggs. Yes. What about a pescatarian? So what exactly is that? A pescatarian is, in my opinion, not a vegetarian at all. Well, okay, but if you were a pescatarian, what would you be eating? Um, Pesca, that would be fish, so seafood. So you would eat seafood, but not necessarily red meat. That's right. And uh, pescatarian, uh, there are people who call themselves pesco-vegetarian, which means that they follow a vegetarian diet excepting for fish. So they're not really, you know, they are still killing an you know, well, and what we're talking about is sort of the medical basis behind yeah. it. So there's a lot of different terms, and I know that you know it's an education for anybody looking at what are these sources of protein in your diet. Speaking of protein, Dr. Harris, if somebody chooses to be vegetarian or vegan, where are they getting their protein from? They're getting it from its origin, which is the photosynthetic process in all green plants. All of the First of all, the definition of protein is that it's a copolymer of amino acids. And as you know, there are about 20 protein amino acids, of which 10 are called essential. And that's because you can't manufacture any of them. And all of the 10 essential amino acids are synthesized only by plants. Uh, The non-essential ones are the ones that you can synthesize yourself from the essential ones. And we have the same requirements as all the other animals for the essential 
aminos. So uh, when you eat uh, eat other animal, f- you are simply uh, getting your protein secondhand. All so, of the amino acids are made by the by the plants. So when we're talking about the plants, what particular plants give you the essential amino acids that you need in your diet? All of them. So you could be talking about lettuce. You could be talking yeah. about spinach. Any of those. Yeah, you could put give high marks to kale. You could also give high marks to beans uh, if you're really looking for the, the best protein sources. What about tofu? People talk about tofu, um, soybean products. How about that as far as a dietary addition way to get, additional way to get protein? I think tofu is fine. Is there such a thing as too much tofu? Probably. I, I think there's too much of it. I, you should make your diet as diverse as possible. Uh, and so in doing so, you're able to get, you get all a little the bit of the nutrients, nutrients from all need. different areas. If you're just tuning in, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here on The Body Show, here in the studio with Lorraine Sakaguchi, president of the Vegetarian Society, and Dr. William Harris, one of the founding members of the Vegetarian Society, and author of the book, The Scientific Basis of Vegetarianism. If you've got a question, you want to know more about what sort of dietary sources of protein or have something to say that relates to being a vegetarian, you can join us at 941-3689, toll-free from our neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Now, Dr. Harris, beans, a source of protein, tofu, a source of protein. If someone is iron deficient, shall we say, and they're worried that by becoming a vegetarian, they might become anemic and not be able to get enough of the iron that they need. What are some of the sources that they could look to to help them? Well, any leafy green vegetable will have lots of iron. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you sort all the foods in the USGA database by iron calorie ratio, I think parsley comes in first for uh, iron per calorie. Now, if you're if you're after the highest source in animal food, pork will probably pork liver actually leads uh, the iron sort. But it turns out that there's twice as much iron per calorie in the parsley as there is in the pork. So how much parsley do I need to eat? I mean, if You'd it's a have little garnish, eat an awful you have lot to eat a lot of parsley. You can, okay. eat, you can eat all of the parsley uh, left on the plate at any steakhouse, and you still would not be able to uh, handle all of the uh, calories that you'd be getting. So parsley is in one source. What about other things like spinach, kale you mentioned? Are they good sources of getting iron? Sure. Any leafy green is going to have lots of iron. Now, Lorraine, what would be your perfect meal? We were joking around earlier, you know, what's your favorite place to eat and doing various things. But you Uh mentioned that there was a certain place and you like a certain type of food. What's an example of something that a vegetarian could eat that would be really flavorful and interesting and really be able to, to help their palate to really feel satisfied? Oh, well, that's a difficult question to answer because there's so many kinds of foods. 
Um, well, it's I, dinner time. Make us hungry. <laughs> you can, oh, well, you can eat Mexican. You can eat Indian. Mexican, cuisine. it's Cinco de Mayo. So good idea. Oh, but okay. yes. All Today right. is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> okay. And you can eat um, Japanese food, Chinese food, Korean food. You know, there are so many. Uh, the, there's no one um, single meal that you have to relegate yourself to. Um, What's one of your favorites? Well, for breakfast, I I do uh, have a raw smoothie with uh, lots of kale and spinach and um, all kinds of seeds and other and fruit in there. Uh, I like that. So that's one of your faves for breakfast. Give me an example of your like favorite lunch. All kinds of. Uh, well, you know, when I'm on the go, we just uh, eat very plainly, just um, beans and brown rice and um, you know a plate of kale or uh, collards. And uh, we season it any way we like. Um, I like to put in the, some nutritional yeast and things like that. Now, that's just very simple. That's not a gourmet meal, but it's very healthy. And, I, and I, um, my husband and I really enjoy eating that as something that, you know, when we're uh, by ourselves. If it's going to be a party, then, of course, we bring out a lot of other flavors and potlucks and things. So tell me about some party flavors. If I was going to a party, <laughs> I'm in charge of bringing vegetarian food. Oh, I'd love to bring uh, my uh, McDougal pod thai noodles and uh, the, with a delicious peanut sauce. Um, I also uh, got this from Bill, uh, Dr. Harris here. Uh, I freeze bananas. I freeze um, my backyard mangoes. I freeze um, uh, pineapples. And what I do is I run it through a champion juicer. I bring my champion juicer to the party. And people, they can't tell the difference between uh, what I run through the juicer. It becomes uh, soft serve ice cream. It doesn't taste like sorbet. Just running banana right through it. And it tastes so rich that people push away the dish of uh, banana ice cream I made from it, it has no other green ingredients other than banana, frozen banana. And they say, that's too rich for me. Uh, I'm trying to lay off the cholesterol or the or sugar. And I said, no, that's all healthy. You can eat the whole thing and there'll be no cholesterol and no refined sugars in there. And they're astonished and they just love it. So, And that's the um, dishes that I picked up from Bill. Well, that sounds great. I'm coming to your next party. You're making banana mango papaya smoothies. That sounds actually not even a smoothie. It's like a soft serve ice cream. Oh, and the uh, mango version is just the most gourmet. People, that's their people's favorites. Fantastic. We've got a couple of callers in the line. We've got Olivia from Mililani. Olivia, welcome to the Body Show. Hi. Um, thank you for having me. Um, just a quick question for Dr. Harris. Um, how would one make the transition from eating red meat to being a vegetarian or a vegan? Is it something that you would do suddenly, or would you omit those foods gradually? It's a great question. Dr. Harris, if you want to become a vegetarian, quick, or should you gradually, or does it matter? I mean, I guess it really just depends on the person. But what advice could we give Olivia? Well, I think you've got the choice between going cold turkey, uh, just becoming a vegan, or you can uh, make a number of different transitions. And my transition was to cut out all the uh, meat and eggs and just use dairy as a replacement. But this was uh, on the basis of a pre-medical 
understanding. It was before I got into medical school, and I realized later that there wasn't any need to go through that, and there wasn't any advantage to making the transition via uh, dairy products. A lot easier to just go cold turkey. So if you weren't... Go ahead, Olivia. I'm sorry. What is... Would it be considered, like, maybe unhealthy to just go cold turkey if you've been eating meat for your whole life? Well, that's that's a good uh, argument. It might be uh, a better idea to make a, a uh, slower transition by going th- through the traditional route, which is that of a lacto-vegetarian diet. The International Vet- Vegetarian Union, which is quartered in England, uh, defines uh, lacto-ovo-vegetarians as the um, the predominant vegetarians. Uh, there are more of them than there are vegans. Vegans are strict vegetarians who don't use any animal products. And I think you, possibly if you are used to using dairy products, you're better off to just uh, make the lacto-ovo-vegetarian transition and work your way up to vegan all right, Olivia, no medical harm in doing that, but depends on what I would do is, you know, check with your doctor, make sure that you're otherwise healthy and it's not going to be harmful for you. If you're iron deficient, you may want to focus on certain types of foods, but it sounds like you can probably make a transition to lacto-ovo-vegetarian and then maybe vegan if that's what you'd like to do. But um, you can do it quick or you can do it slow. Up to you. There is one uh, caveat If you're going to become a vegan, you must ensure that you're getting a dependable source of vitamin B12 because there is no B12 in a vegan diet. And can you get that in a supplement, per se? You can, and that's the best way to do it. You take a pill. All right, that's one way to do it. Okay, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio, enjoying immensely talking with Dr. William Harris. He is one of the founding members of the Vegetarian Society and also here with Lorraine Sakaguchi. She is the current president of the Vegetarian Society. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more with, we have a few callers in the line, but we're also going to talk about whether or not somebody who wanted to go ahead and consider being a vegetarian, but maybe gradually, maybe a couple of days a week, if that's a healthy choice to make. We'll also talk a little bit about some of the other options for healthy protein choices. And if you're concerned and you want to know if that's a healthy way to go about changing your diet, we've got the experts in the studio right here, right now, to help answer your question. You can give us a holler at 941-3689. We're toll free from our neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. The U.S. National Climate Assessment will be released tomorrow morning. We'll talk with an environmental policy specialist in advance of the briefing to put the assessment into a Hawaii context. I'm Beth Ann Kozlovich. The conversation starts tomorrow morning at 8. No, ma'am, said Ed firmly. I'm a grown horse, and I don't want my mind or my morals improved. (laughs) The famous Mr. Ed. This week on Selected Shorts from PRI Public Radio International. 
Tuesday at 5 p.m. following Travel with Rick Steves. Aloha and welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Lorraine Sakaguchi, current president of the Vegetarian Society, and with Dr. William Harris, author of The Scientific Basis of Vegetarianism and also a founding member of the Vegetarian Society. If you want to join our conversation, we're talking about special dietary changes. You can at 941-3689, toll free from the neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Before the break, we were talking with Olivia, and she was talking about how to make the transition to become a vegetarian or a vegan, and we had some suggestions for her. But now we've got Andy on the line from Wheelie Illy. Andy, welcome to The Body Show. Oh, hi. Um the, the vegetarian diet has been known for um, destroying the most da- the most deadliest diseases, and there's, there's gossip and there's facts out there. And um, somebody I know who has leukemia, and um, so what do you see in this? Okay, Andy. So your question is, can changing your diet and becoming a vegetarian be associated with helping someone who has leukemia? Yes, what can the vegetarian diet do for someone who has leukemia? Okay, I understand your question completely. Dr. Harris, Somebody has. is there any evidence or anything you're aware of that if somebody has an illness, whether it be leukemia or lymphoma or any sort of blood cancer, that becoming a vegetarian can help them? I don't know of any really um, firm evidence. However, it's interesting to note that there is a bovine leukemia, which is present in almost all the, the cow herds in the country, and it is not all that much different in structure to the human leukemia virus. So if there's any possibility that there is a crossover going on between bovine uh, leukemia and the human variety, it would be a good idea to give it a try. If, if You can always say this, regardless of whether there is firm evidence, you've got nothing to lose because, you know, if there's no reason to eat animal food. It's so there's totally, no reason uh, to You've got nothing to it. lose and okay. you only have a chance of having things get better It's a great way to put it. You know, why not? There's no harm. And that's kind of the idea is that there's no harm across several areas if you decide you want to be a vegetarian. Okay. I do think that you have to consult with your doctor if you have a special condition like leukemia or any other type of cancer. Sure. And nobody's saying that becoming a vegetarian is going to cure cancer. But certainly if you're going to make dietary restrictions, like you said, work with your doctor, find out if it's healthy for you and make sure you do it in an appropriate manner that's being medically monitored, particularly if you have a medical illness as serious as that. Okay. We've got another caller on the line. We've got John calling in from Kihei. John, welcome to the body show. Hello there. Hello. What can we do for you today? I just had a, um, I'm a meat eater. Love it. I uh, didn't know if anybody ever heard of C.P. Irons and the book, The Tao of Health, Sex, and Longevity. Because in there, it, I call it the Bible of life. And if you follow this book, it has all the dietary pro, uh, programs, and then there's a cleansing program with colonics, and I've been doing it for 20-something years. I got rid of my asthma, all my problems, and... 
I love me. So, the Tao of Health, Sex, and Longevity, and it's by Daniel Reed, R-E-I-D, and it's published by Simon & Schuster. So I just want to put that out there for everybody, because, you know, you, there's ways to, uh, this thing, this program where you cleanse everything, has been known to cure a lot of the things the guy before me was talking about. Well, Anyways, I just wanted to put that out there for y'all, and I don't know if the doctor's ever heard of the E-irons, but he's, I believe, the only guy who ever went to jail because he told Congress to stick it in their ear. And he's not a doctor. He was dead. Oh, he's dead now. But, I mean, hoots. Check him out, and good luck. I love you. I love your show. I just wanted to put another opinion out there for, you know, people to think about. Absolutely, and I appreciate that, John. One of the things that we enjoy the most on this show is that people can have different opinions, and they certainly can follow certain paths, whether it be dietary or medical or otherwise, that might seem contrary to what other people do. But if you found something that works and makes you feel healthy, then good for you, and I'm glad that that's working out well for you. And certainly it's a it's a book I'll have to take a look at because it sounds kind of interesting. But it works for you, and that's that's sort of the idea is that we are certainly all welcoming. And, in fact, Lorraine, you mentioned that even people who are not vegetarian are welcome to Definitely. be part of the vegetarian society yes. because you appreciate the fact that people may have a different thought on it, and they're allowed to express their thoughts and also hear more about healthy ways to cook and, and different ways to incorporate more vegetables and plants into their diet. Well, we're an outreach group, and uh, we uh, try to uh, just um, bring information to people. That, uh, and we don't expect people to come in to our talks uh, already always being vegan uh, or vegetarian. We uh, welcome people who are just interested well, and you have a newsletter that I'm looking yes. at that I want to mention, The Island Vegetarian, because mm -hmm. this is the first time I'm seeing it. There's a black and white version, a color version. I think one's from the Internet and one's something you mail out. Yes. But as I was touring through it briefly, I noticed there's some great recipes. There's some other information. Great source of if you want to know how to make something in particular. And I'm coming to your house, Lorraine. I'm going to have your <laughs> banana, mango, papaya, smooth, not, I'm sorry, the ice cream, the soft serve. Yes. So I, I want to guarantee that I can try that. Um, but it's certainly, there's things in there that are helpful for people to get information. Definitely, yes. We have lots of recipes and informational articles. We also, uh, before I go on, I'd like to say that the ice cream that I make from uh, fruit uh, you can do it yourself. You don't have to have a more expensive champion juicer like the one I use. Um, they now have inexpensive products such as Yonanas you can, uh, that you can buy, that something like, you know, less than $50. Uh, but I'm coming to your house. It's free okay. for me, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, but just that I it's could an accessible thing, and okay. it's so much fun to do. Uh, um, urge everybody to give it a try at least once. And um, getting back to the uh, what we do, we not only produce this quarterly newsletter, and you can also see past issues of it on our website, vsh.org. We have a lot of information for people. Uh, we uh, have also have a uh, list of uh, vegetarian and uh, veggie-friendly uh, businesses that are there, mostly restaurants and natural food stores. And uh, we also have a list of uh, all those that offer a, a membership discount. So if you become a member of the Vegetarian Society, you can save a lot of money just by joining us, and 
whether or not you're actually still a veg- not a vegetarian yet, you can uh, go to these places like Down to Earth, uh, which has a uh, uh, 5% discount. Or you can go to Himalayan Kitchen, 10% discount. Okay, I love my coupons. <laughs> You're yes. just getting me all excited. <laughs> you know, save yeah. 5%, 10%, I'm your girl. Okay. All right, I'm going to do it. And uh, we've got one more thing that we do. Well, we do several more things. Um, but one of the things that we do is uh, we have monthly speakers coming in who are experts on different subjects. Some we bring in from the mainland and some are local speakers. Our next one is going to be Dr. Steve Blake, who will be talking on No More Heart Attacks on Tuesday, May 13th at uh, the Alawai Golf Course Clubhouse at 7 o'clock. It's open to the public, uh, free. We have a lot of literature that we give out free there, too. And you get a free vegan uh, refreshment after the, uh, the, the program, and it's donated to buy down to earth. So uh, it tastes pretty good. I don't know. I don't think it's going to it's not going to match your soft serve that I know you're going to get <laughs> for me. Not. But but okay, it sounds certainly interesting and yeah. that's you know, I think a lot of times we talk about medical illness. Uh-huh. And Dr. Harris you mentioned it earlier. There may be a link between certain medical illnesses and certain foods. And so now as we are looking at the different causes of of premature death in the world really, but particularly, you know, here in the United States and certainly in in the islands, we're seeing that some of this might be improved by altering the diet and changing some of the foods that we eat. So certainly sounds like Dr. Blake might be also on that, uh, also mm-hmm. same path, you know, no more heart attacks. What can you do to avoid having cardiovascular disease or having those sorts of issues? Because it would be great. Prevention is a fantastic thing. So I want to talk with Barbara from Kauai, and then I've got some more questions for you, Dr. Harris. Barbara, welcome to The Body Show. Oh, thank you. Aloha. I um I really love the concept of a vegetarian diet. I I have um a sweetheart who we live together and he made the decision to eat nothing with a face. So I thought, okay, well I'll try doing this with you. And so for about a year we did this and we had a I would say a hundred percent vegan diet and he seemed to do better on it than me. Um and then uh you know, I'm about 120 pounds normally, and I really quickly went down to 114 pounds, and I started feeling kind of weak, and I just started uh, adding a little wild salmon, and, um, you know, we have a garden, so I eat from my garden a lot. So um, for me personally, I thought it was, I felt better eating a little fish, but he still pretty much eats vegan, but, you know, we um, make it work, and I don't think you should feel bad if you decide, oh, I can't do it 100%. You, know, you just have to really, it's about being more conscious and possibly if you have a little plot growing a garden and maybe eating a little more organically. And, and then also I found out I was an O blood type. And one of my questions was, um, do you think that is something to be conscious of? Because I know an O, my friend said, oh, you should eat meat if you're an O. And I, I don't know about that, but I thought... But thanks for your show. I just really am enjoying it. Thank you so much. And um, just listen off air. All right. Thank you so much, Barbara. What a great question. There's a book out a few years ago called Eat for Your Blood Type. And I know I had a lot of folks come into my office and ask me what their blood type was because they wanted to follow that particular diet program. Uh, I'm curious, Lorraine, you seem to know a little bit about different types of blood types and, and eating particularly for that. Any thoughts on that? 
Well, I happen to be a type O blood type. You are too, okay. <laughs> yes. And I eat a completely uh, vegan diet and have been doing it for a number of years now. And I've never had more energy. Uh, I think that um, your caller from Kauai uh, is illustrative, though, of if you, uh, you're not solving all of your health problems by simply going vegan. It has to be a whole foods, plant-based diet. And um, as uh, Dr. Harris said, uh, should have uh, uh, B12 supplementation. And there are other things that uh, if you're finding that it's, you know, uh, there's some issues, some other issues, you should look into it. But in general, you're going to be avoiding all the other types of problems. Even with salmon, you've got a lot of contamination with salmon. And salmon also have a lot, has a lot of cholesterol. There are lots of issues that are a problem long-term with salmon. Um, the uh, other thing is that your caller is from Kauai. We have a chapter in Kauai. And uh, the first Sunday of every month, there is at the Kapa'a Neighborhood Center, we have about 1230 in, uh, in the afternoon, we have a potluck, a vegan potluck. Now, you don't actually have to bring food. If you can't bring food, um, if you donate $5, um, you can sample all the food that everybody else has brought. But uh, it would be nice to bring some food, too, or just fruit from your backyard or whatever. And uh, there's usually a speaker, and uh, it's a people have a good time there. So I urge your caller from Kauai to, um, you know, come Try in. it out, yeah, sure. try it out. Well, now, I'm curious. I want to talk with both of you for a few moments because let's say you don't like to cook and you don't want to have to be making stuff. <laughs> Where can you go to get stuff or vegetarian food that is well-prepared, that is delicious, that you can find in your local neighborhood or you can find, you know, even at some of the restaurants that people may be familiar with. So, Lorraine, where would you go if you didn't want to cook and you wanted vegetarian food and you wanted to have something tasty? You mentioned the beans and brown rice, and I got to tell you, it's not going to do it for me. The, <laughs> the soft serve is probably going to do it. But where else would you go locally here? And Dr. Harrison going to ask you next. So you okay. want to eat vegetarian. Where are you going? Oh, there's so many places now. A few years ago, there we didn't have the choices we have today. I could just list on and on. By the way, even if you live in Kalihi, I've discovered, there's a wonderful uh, restaurant called Roots Cafe that's part of Kokua Kalihi Valley on North School Street. And uh, two uh, times a week on Tuesday and Thursday from 11 to 1, they have um, wonderful food. And they always make sure they, to have a vegan option. Um, the one tomorrow, I think uh, they've got two. Uh, one's a curry and another one I can't remember, but it, they're, they sound pretty good. I think it's a stir-fry, an eggplant stir-fry. So so there's roots. There's other places. And no there are other where places, live, so many. Easy options. And uh, Down to Earth has uh, several locations here on this island, and they've got a great uh, veggie buffet, as you've <laughs> mentioned. I know. I mentioned I'm addicted to it. I just... <laughs> You know, and I know it's a little pricey, but I, I, I'm still going to go. It's just what I'll do. But okay, Dr. Harris, favorite places to eat if you don't like to cook and you want to have vegan food? Okay, I'd go to Costco and buy a Vitamix, and all you have to do is throw the food in there and <laughs> take about five minutes to blend it up. And if you know how to put it together, you don't have to worry about finding any place to go and eat because you can make up your own food in five minutes. You're just a do-it-yourself kind of guy. <laughs> I'm a very lazy kind of guy. That's what it's all about. 
Well, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say that. Checking out a little bit about your history. We've got Matt on the line from Honolulu. Matt, welcome to the Body Show. Thanks, Kathleen, and thanks so much for the topic. I'm really enjoying the show. Matt. <laughs> All right, Matt. I think Lorraine knows who you are. I saw her yeah, smile. Yeah, okay. yeah. In fact, I'm calling from work, and I work at Greens and Vines Yay. Raw Vegan Food uh-huh. on Capilani Boulevard at Ward Avenue. And uh, may I add, that's another place to, to come and get uh, food, you know, really quick. We've got a grab-and-go case over here. So we're vegan, so no animal products. And we're also raw, so we don't cook anything above 115 degrees, just so we're not destroying vitamins and nutrients. It's the and only place. And everything here. is served about room temperature to slightly chilled, and that's why so much of it is available in our grab-and-go case over here. But, um, yeah, hi, Lorraine, and hi, Dr. <laughs> Bill. Uh, nice to hear you two on the show. Oh, well, you're you. making me hungry, Matt, because, you know, I work at, uh, at Straub, so that's right at Ward and King, so just, you know... Make sure I take a little walk and head down to uh, head down to Green and Vines and go grab myself a grab and go lunch. I love easy. Right. I like fast. Right. That sounds Green, wonderful. Yeah, Greens and Vines raw vegan. We're on Capio- nine oh nine Capiolani, right at Ward Avenue, right across from Blaisdell, and open every day but Sunday. Oh, you forgot to mention that you're at five different uh, farmers markets, the uh, as delicious dishes, and uh, you can right. pick up the foods there. Yeah. Right. We're at the KCC Farmer's Market every Saturday. We're at the Kakaako Farmer Farmer's Market every Saturday morning, at Blaisdell every Wednesday afternoon, at, at uh, Kailua Farmer's Market every <laughs> Thursday. So lots of good options I'm for a regular people that customer. are interested yeah. in trying vegan <laughs> food. All right. Well, thanks so much for calling us today, Matt, giving a little plug for Greens <laughs> oh, and yeah, Vines. Doing a little commercial for it. Thanks, <laughs> Kathleen, for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, thanks for calling us because a lot of people want to know, you know, I'm a big, I just want to grab it and go kind of person. And so, you know, I don't want to have to cook it. I mean, I'm just, you know, and you don't if you're going to raw. I don't want to have to go ahead and put in a lot of time and effort for preparation. I'm lucky. My significant other loves to cook, thank God. And so I don't have to worry about it. But I'm sure that there's people who like to spend time in the kitchen, who like to make really tasty dishes, and who really want to put some time and effort into what they're creating and eating. And so they may not be lucky enough to have somebody else who will do it for them. But it's another option. That's right. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. William Harris, author of The Scientific Basis of Vegetarianism, and Lorraine Sakaguchi, who is the president of the Vegetarian Society. We're talking about healthy choices for food, and we're talking about vegetarianism in particular, and we've had people call in and say we love meat, and we appreciate hearing from them as well. So if you've got a question or you have a concern or you want to know or tell us what your favorite vegetarian or vegan food is, you can join us at 941-3689, toll free from the neighbor islands, one 941 We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. You got your green olives sealed in a nice jar, then you got your black olives packaged in a can. However, there was a period of about 10 years when no one would even look at an olive from California. It was just like a death warrant. I'm Kai Rizdal. Questions from you, our listeners answered in our series I've Always Wondered, next time on Marketplace from APM. This evening at 6, following The Body Show. 
This is turning out to be a big year for the Scots, so we're checking in with expert guides from Scotland for insider tips on enjoying the essence of their country. The image of the kilted Scot uh, with the tartan, and that's all from the Highlands. And folk singer Jim Malcolm distills a wee taste of Scotland's music traditions. Because a lot of the music originates really from the pipes, from the bagpipes. Get to know Scotland like an old friend on the next Travel with Rick Steves. Tuesday at 4 p.m. following Fresh Air. Aloha. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. William Harris. He is the founder of the Vegetarian Society and also Lorraine Sakaguchi. She's current president. And we're talking a little bit about some of those different choices and options you see. If you thought you maybe wanted to be a vegetarian or you want to know why some people choose to do so, we're talking about some of the science behind it today. If you've got a question, boy, Dr. Harris may just have a very well-researched answer for all of us. You can give us a holler at 941-3689, toll-free neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Dr. Harris, we just heard from somebody who says, let's eat raw. Now, is there any reason why he mentioned he doesn't want to cook things because it might change the nutrients and the availability of those nutrients from the different plants that people might be eating? Can you cook vegetables? Is that okay? Am I really losing all my nutrients if I eat carrots that have been boiled in various different sorts of ways that we cook them? You might lose a few nutrients, but I don't think it's a significant problem. Uh, However, I don't have any particular uh, dog in this fight. I think a raw diet is fine. Uh, You can cook your vegetables or you can eat them raw. It doesn't matter. Now, what are some of the other reasons why somebody might want to consider from a medical basis deciding to eat less meat and being more vegetarian or vegan? What's some of the other science behind it? Okay, I think probably the most obvious piece of science is that cholesterol is a major player in cardiovascular disease, and all animal food has cholesterol, but no plant food has any cholesterol. Plant foods... They have really tiny amounts, but it's so tiny that it's below the USGA assay level, which is about a milligram per 100 grams, I think. It's very a very tiny amount. Uh, plant foods are essentially no cholesterol. Now, the reason animals have cholesterol is because it is a major reinforcing molecule in the cell membranes of every animal. Uh, plants do not need that reinforcing molecule because <clears throat> on the outside of the cell membrane in a plant, there is a cell wall, which is made out of cellulose. And so a plant cell is sort of like a, a really flimsy inner tube with a, with a fat and strong tire wrapped around it, whereas a human cell or an animal cell is like a relatively sturdy inner tube with nothing on the outside. And the reason for that is that the cell has to be relatively mobile, whereas the plant cell doesn't have to have any mobility at all. So the sticking point is the cholesterol. Now, animals use cholesterol not only as a structural molecule in their cell membranes, but also as the starting molecule for all of the uh, sterile hormones, which 
are all built from cholesterol. So you want the cholesterol in your body, and it's very important that you have the cholesterol in your body, but it does not have to be in your uh, diet because your body makes between 500 milligrams and 1,000 milligrams of cholesterol every day. All right, so cholesterol is a big medical reason. If you're watching it or if it's too high, that's certainly something to keep an eye on. We've got a whole bunch of callers. I want to talk some more about the science, but let's talk first to Sarah from Pearl City. Sarah, welcome to The Body Show. Hi. Hi there. Uh, What can we do for you? I've been a vegetarian for years, and I just wanted to hear someone talk about the amount of protein that's needed in your diet and uh, perhaps what kind of vegetables give you the most protein. Great question. Dr. Harris, how much protein do we need in our diet? You need about 10% of your day's calories from protein, and it's almost impossible to put together any diet that goes below that. If you ate nothing but vegetables for your entire day's calorie intake, you'd be getting about 25% of your calories from protein. The only food category that I know of that would actually drop below that level is fruit. If you ate nothing but fruit, you'd only get about 6% of your calories from protein, and that might be a little low, although I've known some fruitarians who seem to be doing okay. So what's the most full of protein vegetable that if somebody's worried about protein, what can they say? I know I've had blank, then I've gotten enough. What what do we fill in that blank? Well, you could try eating a lot of spinach or kale. These are up around the uh, level of 35% to 38% of of calories from protein. So you Uh, could go for spinach and kale. Beans? Beans are fine. Yeah, beans are very good sources. Raw nuts. Raw nuts and seeds are very good sources. All right. I hope that answers your question, Sarah. It's a great idea. You want to do it. How do you get the protein? 10% of your daily calories. And, and, you know, again, if you're just eating the spinach and kale and nuts, all of that will actually give you probably more than 10%. So you should be okay. All right. We've got Phyllis from IAEA. Phyllis, welcome to The Body Show. Hi. Hi, Bill. Hi, Lorraine. <laughs> Hi, yes. Phyllis. You know our guests. <laughs> I do. I do. I just want to... Say you had asked uh, about, well, what is my favorite dish? And I love kale, kale and beans. Absolutely one of the easiest things that I make. And I just wanted to mention that um, I'm probably a good uh, example of why I became a vegetarian. And that was for health reasons. My cholesterol was way up there. And listening to Dr. Harris demonstrate and talk um, and tried it out, and in fact, uh, you, I will say you can be a bad vegetarian, absolutely. But uh, when you're a vegan, and um, and you can also be a bad vegan, but nonetheless, when you're you know eating pretty healthy, I was able to bring my cholesterol down from a 240 to 160 in one month just being a healthy vegan. So I just wanted to. Thanks for sharing that with us, that. Phyllis. Yeah. Absolutely. So your favorite is your home. Homemade kale and beans, and you did it for cholesterol reasons, and that's certainly a good reason why somebody might want to consider vegetarian or vegan. It's basically because you were concerned, health reasons, cholesterol. Yeah. 
Great yeah. idea. And it worked for you in one month. And that's pretty impressive. That's right. Yeah, I don't usually see drops like that, even with strong medication, within four that's weeks. Right. So good job. Even, even better. Absolutely. Well, in some cases it may be. You know, medicine can only do so much. And you can certainly eat beyond what the medicine can do. So if you watch it in your diet, that can actually help you to not need medicine or certainly not need as much. So fantastic idea. All right. Thanks for sharing, Phyllis. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for calling us. We've got a we've got a couple more callers. This has become pretty popular there. <laughs> All right. We've got Shoma from Punchbowl. Welcome to The Body Show. Hi. Hi. What can we do for you? I have a question. Um, I'm a semi-veg, and I was wondering what benefits to the um, digestive system uh, might there be if you were going to go totally vegetarian? That's a great question because I've kind of wondered that myself. You know, I decided to be a vegetarian in January and everybody said, have you noticed anything different? And I think, Lorraine, I felt like I had more energy. And then somebody asked me another question about my digestive system. And I just kind of looked at them and smiled and went, I'm not telling. So, Dr. Harris, <laughs> digestive system, what, what's the difference? What have I been noticing that I just won't tell? No, that you're getting a lot of fiber. I'm getting fiber, I'll tell you that much. Okay, so what are some of the other benefits to the digestive tract if you decide to go full vegetarian? Well, you're going to miss out on a lot of carcinogenic substances that would be coming into your uh, GI system from the uh, animal food and the junk food that you're likely to be eating. And, of course, you get a lot of fiber, and that is one of the major um, benefits of a vegetarian diet. It's stuffed full of fiber, and as everybody knows, fiber is not actually a nutrient, but it is sort of like a intestinal broom, and it moves things along. So um, it is a, it's a great benefit to digestion in general. It just makes things work better. All right. Great question. You know, you want to know if you get troubles with your bowels, constipated, et cetera, what can you do? Everybody says have more fiber. So if you're eating vegan or vegetarian, you're probably getting in a lot of fiber and that's not so much of a problem anymore. I'd like to mention that uh, one of our previous presidents of the Vegetarian Society of Hawaii is Dr. Ruth Heydrich, who is a uh, you know, a champion triathlete even at her age i'm not sure what it is in the late 70s yeah I think yeah so. and uh, several decades ago she was uh, diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer and she was heading into chemotherapy and uh, radiation after having had uh, surgery and instead she happened to find a clinical study that was just being uh, started by a local physician at the time dr john mcdougall went in and she had been following, uh, you know, a perfect diet from her point of view. She was following her college text on nutrition, and she didn't understand how she could have come down with this. But she uh, went in, and he told her he, he had to, she had to change her diet to a low-fat vegan diet, and she threw everything out of her cupboard at home when she got back uh, her pantry. And somebody asked her when she was giving a talk about this, when did you notice a change in your health? And she said, the very next day, I got rid of my constipation. Okay, that's <laughs> another way to describe what fiber can do for you. All right, thank you. 
Dr. Ruth, who was the former president. And you yeah. got to say, if you can do a triathlon, really, yes. I think you have enough ability and energy to have more, you know, ability to do the exercise. And you have to rehearse for that kind of thing. You got to practice. You can't just show up that day. Oh, You've no. got to do training. And if you have that much energy, then certainly you're going to see some benefits. So, all I, right. I should add that um, she um, she uh, never looked back on her breast cancer again. She um, got better. Uh, went into remission and has um, been there ever since. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. We've got another caller on the line. We've got Jenny from Kahalu. Jenny, welcome to The Body Show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling us. What can we do for you? Um, you know, actually, Sarah, who was a caller a few uh, callers ago, um, she kind of answered part of my question about protein. But actually, my question is also about um, with children. Uh, my nine-year-old daughter has... Um, lately been expressing an interest in becoming a vegetarian and while we are not vegetarians we i'd love to eat a vegetarian and i cook a lot of vegetarian but i just wondered if there were any considerations um that i should take into account that i might be overlooking uh with raising a child who wants to be a vegetarian great question because you know there might be some children out there or young adults that are in the growth phase of their life and parents get worried and they get concerned. Is this safe? One of my colleagues sent me a message today in the office that said, you know, my daughter wants to become a vegetarian. Is that going to be safe? And so, you know, there's a lot of folks who want to know, is this something they have to be careful with with children? So, uh, Dr. Harris, do you have any thoughts on young growing children being vegetarian? Well, I think you have to uh, have extra caution with kids, regardless of what kind of food you give them. But one of the classic errors that are made by vegetarian parents is that they think the kids can eat the same high-carbohydrate, uh, low-fat diet that they are likely to be attracted to. And the fact is kids need more fat. So you want to make sure that they get enough natural plant fat if they're not going to eat animal fat. And that means that uh, raw nuts and seeds and, you know, if they like avocados, those are good sources. But they do need a little more fat because they are building cell membranes. And cell membranes are almost all fat. And the more, the faster they're growing, the more they're going to need some uh, fat coming in. I'm not recommending that they use a lot of vegetable oil or any other kind of... uh, not so healthy uh, fat, but it's okay to give them raw nuts and seeds, even though the parents may not be eating any raw nuts or seeds at all. What about something like, you know, PB&J, peanut butter and jelly? Would that be, if you're going vegetarian, maybe not vegan, is that a way to get some of that extra protein and fat that you might need with something like peanut butter? Sure. I think that's an excellent way. And it actually is vegan unless there's something in the <laughs> jelly that is not vegan. Oh, so it's vegan and bread. I didn't even know it? Yeah, <laughs> probably Fantastic. so. You probably all all your life. I love the PB&J. I'm an adult. I still love it. So, okay, I hope that helps, Jenny. No, that's perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for giving us a holler. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of folks today asking questions about how can I become a vegetarian? How can I look at this diet? It makes sense to me. I want to do it. Is it safe? Is it healthy? Will I be hungry? For somebody who's just starting out, like we've had a couple of callers today who have been a little concerned, can they become a full-time vegetarian? Is it safe for them? Lorraine, first I'm going to ask you, are they going to be hungry? 
Are they going to just be like, give me some nuts, give me something? <laughs> I mean, do you ever get that way? Like, feed me or else? Oh, you don't have to be hungry to be a vegan. Oh, uh, but I mean, like, steak, you, know, you know, can you actually feel full? Do you feel like you've eaten enough Absolutely. and you're satisfied? Absolutely. And uh, one of the things, uh, if you're not feeling full when you're eating something, uh, a lot of carbohydrates are really good to as a filler. And uh, and I'm talking about complex carbohydrates. I'm not talking about French um, fries. You're not talking about the fries. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, French fries. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Probably not on the list of healthy uh, oven foods. Baked, okay. Oven baked fries are a possibility. Um, you know. In the long run, you're probably even oven-baked fries are have a little bit of a problem with uh, um, baking. But, uh, you know, uh, that's a good transition food for people. You can find the carbohydrates, still feel full, yeah. not feel like you're just hungry all the time. Yeah. And here you are. You're a vegan. You're not hungry all the time. No. You no. seem really nice. It's dinner time. You know, I haven't heard your stomach growling. You're <laughs> very nice. And, and, you know, I'd be angry if I was hungry and all sorts of stuff. So, okay, Dr. Harris, if you decide you want to be a vegetarian, just quickly tell me, what are some of these medical benefits? We mentioned lots of fiber, and we know what that does to constipation or the lack of it. What else, What are some of the other benefits that uh, you might get if you decide to be a vegetarian? Well, I'd say that you're, you lower your risk for cardiovascular disease. That's a big one. Okay. Type 2 diabetes, possibly type 1 diabetes, a, at least six fairly well-documented uh, types of cancer that are uh, have risks that are related to animal food. You get like away. what kind? Um, colorectal? Colorectal is pretty definitely linked to... Uh, Luncheon meats, processed meats of a lot of different varieties. Um, let's see. They've looked at. I think I can't give uh, you breast the, cancer. Breast cancer. Yes, breast They've cancer. looked at that. And yeah. prostate cancer. Okay. So there's a whole yeah. list. If if people want to know, I bet you have it on your website, which we'll mention in just a few moments. And so so there are some medical benefits to doing it. We saw somebody, you know. Th- Cholesterol went down a good 80 points or so. We heard that already as well. So, you know, it sounds like that was Phyllis from IAEA. Her cholesterol dropped in a month. So if you have a problem like that, this could be a good diet that you could consider. Yes, definitely. And really no medical harm? No, I don't think so. You you do have to exercise a, a certain amount of common sense because you do have to watch what your body um, does after you make the change. You have to listen to your body. Your body is constantly trying to send you messages, and they are generally messages you don't want to hear because they mostly have to do with pain. But those are messages that you're supposed to listen to. And if you find that things aren't working, you have to make changes, and if the switch to a vegan diet doesn't work for you, just drop back and come back again a year later and see what you think. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you for joining me today. Lorraine Sakaguchi, president of the Vegetarian Society, Dr. William Harris. He is also one of the founding members. If you want more information, you can go to vsh.org or vegsource.com. You can hear from both of those folks there. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on Facebook. Our engineer is David Chong, our executive producer, Beth Ann Kozlovich. I'm Dr. Kathleen 
Kozak. We'll see you next week when we're going to be talking about pain medicine right here at 5 on The Body Show. See you then. Woo!